filling me with the Holy Ghost. I thank you for allowing me to speak with other tongues as the Spirit would give the utterance. Hallelujah. Are you thankful today? Is there something burning inside of you? Hallelujah. He brought you out of darkness into this marvelous light. And God, I want to magnify you and I want to worship you today. Hallelujah. 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 Let everything that hath breath, let everything that hath breath, could you lift your voice up to him? Could you let him know that you love him today? Hallelujah. 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 I praise you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, have your way tonight, God. Have your way in this service tonight, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Could you put your hands together? Hallelujah. Magnify the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We could be a lot of other places tonight. There's a lot of other things that can be going on in our life. But this, there's no better place to be, amen, than in the house of the Lord. Amen. There's no better place to be with friends and family, amen, that love Jesus, amen, that come to worship Him, amen. And what we need to do tonight is get our mind, amen, come together in one accord, amen, forget about after a while, forget about tomorrow, or forget about what happened today, and understand I've got to have a move of the Holy Ghost tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, I come to worship you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Well, why don't you greet one another a moment, and we're going to begin service.
your hands together. Praise the Almighty God tonight. We lift you up, King of kings, Lord of lords, great I am. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we just bless the name of the Lord a little bit longer tonight? Getting this service started off right, Jesus. We want you to be magnified in this place. We want you to be lifted up, God, and exalted, extolled in our lives, Jesus, in this service tonight. Hallelujah. We praise you, Jesus. We've come to praise you, God. Hallelujah. 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 You can return to your seat tonight. As you do so, I want to welcome you to our annual youth rally here in Jennings, Louisiana. Um, We have a theme this year. It is STAND. It's an acronym that stands for, you can see it on these banners, stay true and never deviate. Stay true and never deviate. And our theme verse is found in Hebrews chapter number 10, verse 23. It says, let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. How many know that God's a faithful God? Hallelujah. Praise God. Stand. Stay true and never deviate. So many times in our lives we see the fulfillment of uh, the passage of Scripture that Paul wrote to the young man, Timothy, uh, that was in the ministry. And he said, in the last days, there's going to be perilous times. Perilous times will come. It's going to be hard sometimes. It's going to be rocky sometimes. It's going to be difficult for your spiritual man to stay alive sometimes. But he also said later on, as he was writing to Timothy, he said, fight the good fight. Lay hold on eternal life. You see, if you get something deep within your heart and down in your head, you'll, you'll figure it out. You'll, you'll understand that you can't make it on your own. But if you stand true in the Word of God, if you stand true in the will of God, if you stand true in His calling, hallelujah, there's nothing impossible. Scripture tells us with God all things are possible. And greater is He that is within me than he that is in this world. If you've got Jesus, you've got the strength to stand tonight. If you've been filled with the baptism of His Spirit, you've got the strength to stand tonight. Hallelujah. I wish there was some young people in this building tonight that had a determination in their, in their heart that said, I'm not building on, I'm not building my relationship with God on shifting sand. I'm not building my relationship with the King of Kings on unstable ground, but instead through my worship and through my praise, I'm gonna stand on that never shaking, never moving rock, the rock Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, because the grass is going to wither and the flower is going to fade, but the word of our God will stand forever. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. When you've done everything that you can do to stand, 
when your knees are shaking under the pressure of this world, when your body is shaking because the enemy has just fought you so long and so hard, when you've done everything that you can do to stand, Paul writes to the Ephesians, just stand, just stand. Therefore, girding yourself with the armor of Christ. Hallelujah. I promise you, if you stay true to the word of God, if you follow this scripture like you haven't ever believed it before, you just follow after the word of God, after his calling. I promise you, I promise you, he'll keep you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're going to sing a song tonight. Just called, called just that, stand for holiness and for righteousness. If you just stand for the things that God teaches us in Scripture, there's nothing, nothing impossible for you. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can be seated tonight.
Sorry for getting a little excited on you guys. I, uh, man, it's <laughs> you don't know what you're missing whenever you can't be at church like you want to be. And I tell you what, it feels good tonight. I've been needing a service like this, and I'm just coming to tell you if you want to stand, you, you're in the right place tonight. If you want to stand fast in, in a shifting time, in a time where we don't know where this country is going, in a time where we can't look at our neighbor and expect them to know the Word of God like we do. In a time where we need to stand like a group of young people that are fighting on the front lines together. We gotta make it. Do you understand? We gotta make it. We're, we're, we're living in the last days. If we gotta, we can't have a gap in a generation. There can't be a gap in this generation. We better stand fast on the Word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm looking around and I see a bunch of young people tonight. And I don't know about you, but I say we give it our all tonight. We're here already. We done made the journey. We done here. We got the man of God going to preach tonight. I say we get behind him. I say we get behind the man of God tonight. I say we have Pentecostal, apostolic, tongue dog, and Holy Ghost church tonight. My Lord, have mercy. Hallelujah. 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 Go ahead and you may be seated. Hallelujah. I'd like to call up Brother Cornelius Williams if you'd like to come up and testify, my brother, right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Anybody in the house love the Lord tonight? Is there anybody that's blood bought in the house tonight? Is there anybody that's filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost? You're baptized in the name that's above every name. Are there any tongue-talking one God apostolics in the house? If you're in the house, give the Lord a shout of praise. Lift up your voice and magnify the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I don't know about you, but I, I'm excited to be in the house of the Lord. 
If there's one thing that we should know and keep remembrance is that this doctrine that we preach and that we teach is something worth fighting for. I'm reminded in the Bible, in the first chapter of the book of Jude, the third verse, the Bible exhorted and admonished us to earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. And I don't believe there's ever a day that we should wake up in the morning when our feet hit the floor that we should not have the intent in our heart to live for God. I don't think there's the morning that we should walk, wipe the crust out of our eyes that we should forget who died for our sins. That we should forget the doctrine that we preach, the, the God that we serve, the life that we live. I believe that if there's an hour for the church to stand and to stay standing, that hour is now. I believe that there's an hour for the church to fight with our feet flat-footed and say, for God I'll live, for God I'll die. This hour is now. If there was ever a time for the sword to stay in your hand and for the fight to be in your eyes and a song to be in your heart, I believe that hour is now. If you're a preacher, you better preach the word without fear and favor. If you're a saint, you better act like a saint. When you walk in the halls of the, the schools and when you walk in the halls of your job, I believe everything about us should say Jesus. We should think Jesus. We should live Jesus. We should breathe Jesus. Our whole body, entire being should speak Jesus because Jesus is the only man that's died for me. Jesus is the only one who died for my wretched soul. And if there's one thing, if you have trouble getting excited about Jesus, I think you're in the wrong church tonight. If you, if, if you have a hard time clapping your hands and praising God and lifting up your voice, I think you might need to check yourself. Because God's been too good to me. I said, God's been too good to me. I don't think clapping my hands is too much for God to ask to give him a worthy praise. I don't think lifting up my voice and saying, thank you, Jesus, and saying hallelujah is too much to ask to give to a God who came and died on the cross and he, he stretched out his arms wide. I don't think that's asking too much. If you really love the Lord, somebody shout out hallelujah. Shout out hallelujah. And give God a loud hand clap of praise tonight. Amen. Since this is a youth rally, I'm asking one of our young people, and I believe this is okay with Pastor Brother Ben Price, if he would come and bless this congregation. Somebody give him a hand clap of praise as he comes. Did anybody come expecting tonight? I believe tonight there's going to be some young people that's going to leave here made. They're going to change their mind tonight, and I'm going to leave with a power. I'm leaving with a made-up mind tonight, and I'm not coming the same way that I left tonight. I'm leaving, and I'm going to be changed tonight. I'm reminded in Joshua chapter 24 where it says, when Joshua sent him before the people, he said, Choose you this day who you're going to serve. Is it going to be the gods of the world, or is it going to be the church? And he said, Joshua had a made-up mind. He said, This for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. I believe there's some young people here tonight that's going to leave and say, I don't care which way the world's going. I'm leaving here for made-up mind, and I'm going to serve God no matter what. I'm leaving tonight. I'm still going to preach. There's only one God. I'm still going to preach Acts 2.38. There's still hope for my family. My youth group's not going to hell. I'm leaving here for made-up mind to change this world tonight. Tonight. You never know when it's going to be your last service. I believe there's some young people who may have come here tonight that's not so sure 
that says, I still believe this faith. I still believe this message. But I'm still not sure where I'm standing tonight. You can leave with a made-up mind tonight. Tonight can be the changing point. You don't know when your last service is going to be. We're not going to, we're not promised tomorrow. But you can leave with a made-up mind tonight that I'm saved. My family's going to be saved. My youth group's going to be saved in Jesus' name. Worship with Silsby as they sing. You may be seated.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we love you, Lord. We've come to lift you up, Jesus. Hallelujah. If Brother Patrick Brooks can make his way forward to testify. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated tonight. Praise the Lord, church. It's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord on a Friday night and nothing else than a youth rally. Amen. It's something about a youth rally that encourages me and lifts me up and uh, gets me ready to face the next day because I know that I've got a generation behind me that's not going to let this truth go. Amen. I was reading the other day and uh, began to read about David's great deeds and uh, what all he's done. And man, what, a, what an awesome story. And what an awesome king that he was. But as I began to read further, I, I found a place in the Bible where it talks about his nephew killed a giant. I said, wow, what an amazing thing. And I preached to our young people, you don't have to be a king to kill a giant. You don't have to be the great preacher that comes through, an evangelist that kills every giant. You've got a giant in your life, and hey, you don't have to be a king to kill that giant of intimidation that's in your prayer life and that giant of intimidation that's in your worship life. You can kill the giant. You don't have to be a great person or a great preacher or a great pastor. You can kill every giant in your life. All you've got to do is have a determination. I'm not going to let this giant intimidate me no more. I'm not going to have any fear in my life anymore. From now on, I'm going to kill every giant in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And I begin to tell our young people, hey, I, I may not be qualified. I may not be qualified to be a king. I may not be qualified uh, in, others, in other people's opinions to do great things. But the same God that died for these great pastors and these great preachers, he died for me too. He gave me the same power that he gave to them. So it's up to me now to kill every giant in my life. And I want to encourage all of you young people tonight. You don't have to be a king to kill a giant. You can step forward and you can take claim of every piece of property that the devil has stole from you. And tonight, make up your mind, I'm going to kill every giant in my life. Hallelujah. Is there any giant killers in the house? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. That's right, you don't have to be a king, you don't have to be a queen, young, young ladies, but I like what Peter said. He said, you're a royal priesthood. When you've been born again into the water and born again of the Spirit, you've become a royal priesthood. Hallelujah. Praise God. Brother, uh, Pastor Joe Clay, if you will make your way for a testimony tonight. Song. Also, after Brother Joe Clay, if Melville, I saw a couple of them walk in, if they're ready to sing. If you can be prepared after Brother Clay to sing. Praise God. This is exciting tonight. Amen. I love seeing all the young people. And uh, and uh, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to sing. Praise God. Try to get to that in a minute. But uh, I wanted to introduce we've got our, our youth leader here tonight, Brother Townley Acid. I would introduce him. Brother Mike Nolan is uh Amen. Fantastic youth leader. And I think anybody in our youth group would attest to that tonight. We could get some. I, uh, I am extremely ill prepared 
not good at any of this stuff that we're doing here tonight, but I came looking for friends because that's what you do at youth rallies, right? How many of you came looking for a friend tonight? And uh, and I'm certain I, I've, I've already met some friends. I'm going to meet some more friends before it's over with. And I know that you're going to meet some friends also. But I want you to know before this service is finished and done tonight, there's a friend there is a friend that loves at all times, that sticks closer than a brother, and he wants to meet with you. Don't overlook him just by all the other people that are around here that would maybe grab your attention and that you would like to talk to and be with. But remember, the real reason that we're here is for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Brother Mike, no one come and leave a word It's good to be here at this youth rally tonight, all the way from Burr Ferry. I'm nowhere near as tall as he is. All the way from Burr Ferry. I couldn't help but look around. There's a, a lot of us, we've got our hair gelled back. We've got our fancy suits on. We've, we've got our fancy dresses, our high heels. But the real question is, did anybody put on that garment of praise? Did anybody put on some shouting shoes tonight? Did you come up with a little praise in your heart? Has God been good to you, young people? Is there any Davids in the house? Why don't we go ahead and get behind Brother Clay and the singers tonight and give everything that we've got. I remember standing on the ocean block of sin. Satan controlled me, for he had the highest being.
worship the Lord together. Some of you could just leap for joy together. Hallelujah. You could dance together. Come on, let's do what we do tonight. We've come to praise the Lord. Magnify His name. Lift
wonderful. Rejoice in the Lord. The Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. I got the joy of the Lord in my heart. How about you? God bless you. You can return to your seats. Amen. Let's just continue to worship the Lord, lift Him up, and let Him have His way in this place. Amen. I wasn't scheduled to step in at this time, but I just felt like encouraging some worship here tonight. Amen. Let your heart open up and glorify and magnify the Lord. The Lord has great things in store for us tonight. The Lord's got great things in store for every young person. God's going to speak to you. God's going to touch you. God's going to give you direction tonight. God's going to give you answers. Amen. There's just not a better place you could be right now than in this place with a heart that's open and a heart that's full of love and glory and praise for the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So, those singers from Melville, we'd like for you to come right now and uh, prepare to sing. And I'd like Brother Randall to come and greet us tonight. Brother, it's great to see you here. Glad to have you in the house of the Lord. Brother Ted Cox, if you will, please come forward. I want you to greet us here in just a moment. Amen. Are you glad for the wonderful men of God that God has placed in your life? Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise tonight. Hallelujah. Come on. I feel the Spirit of the Lord here in this house tonight. Hallelujah. Come on. If you need deliverance, you can get it tonight. If you need healing, you can get it tonight. Hallelujah. If you need strength, peace, whatever it is, you can get it tonight in the name of Jesus. You know, I'm going to tell you something I feel like the Lord wants to do. I'm going to tell you, He's wanting to do this forever. But I really feel in this generation of young people is that God's really wanting to root you and establish you and ground you in the truth. In the name of Jesus. This world is full of so much deception. It's full of so many lies. It's full of so many just, just winds of doctrine, so to speak. And I'm going to tell you what, the devil would love no more than to get your head full of lies. But I'm going to tell you what, I thank God that we are in a truth preaching church. Hallelujah. I thank God. Hallelujah. We have the Holy Ghost. We're baptized in Jesus' name. We know what to do, church. Hallelujah. Woo! And if we will let God, let our roots grow out in Him. Let our roots grow in His Word and in His truth. We live in South Louisiana. We deal with some wind sometimes, don't we, Brother Stanley? We deal with some old, some old hurricanes every now and then and some wind, Brother, Brother Williams. Hallelujah. We know all about that. But if we let our roots grow deep enough in the Word of God and in the truth of, hallelujah, it doesn't matter what wind of adversity blows our way and tries to blow us down and tries to blow us out and tries to uproot us, we will be rooted and grounded so deep, hallelujah, it doesn't matter what comes our way in the world that we're living in today, we will be able to stand for the truth, hallelujah, in Jesus' name. I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. Are you hungry and thirsty for God? Why don't you give the Lord a hand clap of praise? It's so good to be here tonight. Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Brother Cox, good friend from Abbeville. We love and appreciate him very much. We want you to come greet us tonight. Praise the Lord, everybody. 
Well, it is obvious tonight that everything's just going well in this service. Good worship, good singing, good music, everything's just good. And it's so obvious tonight that in this house, there's a group of young folks, a whole house full, that have come to worship the Lord and have come to hear preaching. Amen. And uh, good testimonies has been going on tonight. And I wish uh, one of the brothers had said something about David and Goliath tonight. And, and you know, that what the world calls giants tonight, God doesn't call giants. And what, uh, what, what, what God calls giants, the world don't look at as giants tonight. What the world says is weak, God says is strong. And just the opposite, what God said is, a, is foolish or what the, the world says is foolish, God said, no, that's not foolish. But I'm thankful tonight that we're in a house of the Lord with the presence of Almighty God. And uh, just, uh, just a few weeks ago, my wife and I were in the uh, Baton Rouge Mall. And uh, anytime I see something humorous or, or different, I like to take a picture of it and share it with folks. And there was some of the tallest boys I'd ever seen in my life in that food court. And I knew they had to be basketball players. And if they wasn't, they missed a good opportunity. And so uh, there was, there was a one black fella and two white boys. And I, so I went up to them. I said, honey, come here. I want to get my picture with them. And I said, would y'all mind? I said, do y'all, y'all go to LSU? They said, yeah, we do. And uh, so I said, can I get a picture with you? And when they stood, they just kept standing and kept going and kept going. And uh, I looked, and, and I found out that the black fellow was six foot ten, the white fellow was, uh, the short one was six five, and the tall one was seven foot. And so I got a picture with him, walked off, and thought, well, I got some giants with me tonight. Amen. So or today, and I went down to the Apple store, and I just popped it out, and I showed the fellow. I said, have you ever seen these guys here before? He said, well, sure. You don't know who that is? I said, I have no idea. And he went and pulled it up on the Internet, and the black fellow, he said, I, they, they told me, they said, he don't play for LSU anymore. He, he only played for one year. I thought, well, he must be the worst one of the team. And come to find out, he's the number one draft pick, whatever that is in the country. And I won't tell you his name, but, but that, I learned it right there. But, but to me, again, what the world calls giants and, and what God calls giants is two different things as far as popularity. And I'm glad tonight I'm in a place and on this platform there's giants here tonight. Your pastor, these preachers, the ministers, youth leaders, you. If you've got the Holy Ghost tonight, you are a giant in the presence of Almighty God. Would you love Him right now? It's good to be here in the house of the Lord. Worship the Lord with us. We're going to sing a chorus. Let's glorify the Lord.
be seated. I would like the singers from Moss Bluff to come prepare to sing at this time while they're coming to prepare to sing. I want to say it's really good to have my good friend, Brother Homer Looper, with us tonight. We love and appreciate him very much. I want you to come greet us tonight in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, everybody. How many is glad to be in youth rally tonight? Is the rest of y'all lost? What are y'all doing here? Y'all are at youth rally. How many is glad to be at youth rally tonight? Praise God. Praise God. At my age, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into a youth rally and have church. It's good to be around young people today. <laughs> and uh, I am glad to be here in Jennings tonight. Thank you, Brother Townley, for... Uh, putting this together in this local church. Why don't we give this church family a good hand tonight? And uh, looking forward to the Word of the Lord, looking forward to Brother Holmes preaching here shortly, and uh, God doing something great. I believe God can fill somebody with the Holy Ghost tonight. Amen. I believe God will fill somebody with the Holy Ghost tonight. Praise God. I want to uh, remind you about youth camp coming up this year. And uh, senior camp is July the 25th through the 28th. Brother Vaughn Morton will be preaching the day services, and Brother Nathan Morton will be preaching uh, the night services. And then junior camp will be August the 1st through the 3rd, and Brother Dwayne Uzzle will be preaching junior camp. And uh, it will be at the same place, Gulf Coast Apostolic Youth Camp. There's more information on the website. And uh, it will be at Acadian uh, Baptist Center in Eunice, Eunice Crowley, somewhere in between there. When you go and you get in the middle of nowhere, look for it. You're almost there. You just go just a little bit further. But um, I am uh, looking forward to youth camp this year, looking forward to God doing something great for us and uh, God moving in a great way. But tonight. Amen. We have an opportunity to come together and to worship the Lord, to magnify Him and to praise Him. I was I was thinking, um, we was talking a little bit coming over here on the bus and uh, discussing some different things. How many's heard anything about politics? Anybody know there's a presidential election going on? Anybody know there's a presidential election going on? If y'all don't know how to vote, see me after church and I'll tell you. <laughs> but um, there's this this guy running, and uh, his name is uh, Bernie Sanders. How many has ever heard of Bernie Sanders? Bernie Sanders, uh, I guess, is a is a uh, I guess he's a known socialist, and uh, it's amazing that he's getting as much support as he is in the country that we live in. Uh, but it shows us how far. We've been, y'all can see I'm not making a pool for him tonight. But you, uh, it shows us how far our country has, has gone in the wrong direction. But his big deal, his big deal, the way he is swaying voters and young voters is that you can have free college. You can have free health care. You can have free food. Everything is free. And doesn't anything cost anything? Man, what a life. 
What a life. Amen. Man, everything you want to do is free. But you know, for everything that you get free, somebody paid. There was a group, uh, there was a king, a wise king one time that, that got together his wise men and said, I want you to, to uh, go out and search out the world and get the wisdom of the world. And I want you to bring it in book form to me. They went out and uh, they studied for years, come back. They had a room full of books about the wisdom of the world. And uh, so he said, well, so that's good. I appreciate your hard work and your labor, but they'll never, uh, nobody will ever read that much. So go back and try to convince, uh, condense it down. So they come back a few months later and they had it to like uh, a whole set of encyclopedias. And he said, that's still too many. So they went back again. They come back and they had it down to one book that looked like the dictionary he said, man, you are doing good, but that's still a big book, and people's just not going to read that book. He said, go work on it some more. So they went, and they worked, and they worked, and years of labor, and they come back, and they had it down to one little sentence. And that sentence was, there's no free lunch today. That's the wisdom of the world. And I want to tell you today, if we are not very careful, this generation that we live in, has had things given to us. Amen. We have had things handed to us on silver platters. We've been blessed beyond measure. America has been blessed. And uh, things have been handed to us by our parents. Things have been handed to us. The churches have been handed to us by our parents and our fathers, great men of God. And now we are transferring this great, wonderful, marvelous message to the next generation. But I want you to know something tonight, that this is not free. There was a a price that was paid. Your salvation was not free. Amen. Everybody said, oh, it's free, it's free, it's free. No, no. People say, oh, you can sin and get forgiveness because... Because it doesn't cost anything. There was a price that was paid for sin. And it was paid on Calvary. Don't you ever forget, young people, when the devil comes against you and says, just give in, just loosen up, just just let up just a little bit. I want to remind you, somebody paid a price. It's up to you to hold on to truth. Don't let truth go. Amen, amen, amen. We come into church services and we feel God's presence when we never went to a prayer room. Amen. The singers sing and we worship God. And if we want to, we will. If we don't want to, we won't. But I want to remind you, if you're going to have a breakthrough tonight, you're not just going to stumble into it, but it's going to cost you something. Don't let the devil steal this truth. Don't let the devil steal your joy. Don't let the devil steal your hope. Don't let the devil steal your peace. Don't let the devil steal your victory. I come for deliverance tonight. I come for help tonight. I come for strength tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is no telling what God will do in this place. Such a wonderful looking group of young people. 
Amen. But remember, 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 your mama, your daddy, your grandma, your grandpa paid a price. So when the devil says, go ahead, clip a little bit of the dead ends off, somebody paid a price. Amen. When the devil says, come on, pull the skirt up a little bit, somebody paid a price. When the devil says, come on, young men, flex and show your muscles, unbutton your shirt a little bit, pull your sleeves up a little bit, smoke a cigarette now and then, do something cool, somebody paid a price. Don't sell out. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hold on to truth. If you're not where you need to be tonight, get a hold of truth. Hold on to truth. Buy the truth and sell it not. Amen. Let's have church tonight. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. We're going to receive the offering at this time. You may be seated. Our ushers will come forward. Worship the Lord with us. Hallelujah.
washing of His blood. We are made free in Him. Hallelujah. Jesus has a name that's above every name. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the great I am. He's the first. He's the last. He's the beginning. He's the ending. Hallelujah. I challenge somebody tonight to just call on the name of Jesus. Just call on the name of Jesus. Come on, there's victory. There's victory just at the mention of His name. Just when you call out His name, demons flee. Sickness is healed. Your problems begin to be solved. Hallelujah. How many know He's your victory? He's your strength. He's your warrior. He's your defense. Hallelujah. He is my victory. in the name of Jesus we win. I mean, he's glad through the name of Jesus you have won the victory tonight. You're washed, cleansed, freed, and delivered. Hallelujah. Amen. Isn't it good to be here tonight? Good to be in the house of the Lord. This is the first time we've had our youth rally here uh, in the Grand Marais Ballroom. Uh, the men uh, and young men have been meeting here for our men's conference for uh, the past three years, and we uh, really have enjoyed uh, the move over here. And the last year, after so many years of stuffing our small church full, uh, I just felt like it would be best that we go ahead and move our youth rally over here. And I don't know exactly how many we have, but we have 350 chairs out before service began, and we've already added chairs. So we have close to 375, 400 people here. God bless you. Thank you for being here tonight. And uh, this year, this year we had to move our youth rally to the end of April. We normally do it the first weekend of May. I want you to know our intentions are next year to continue on our schedule and, and have the rally in May. Uh, and But because we moved it up, uh, we did conflict with two or three other meetings that are going on. So I didn't know exactly how many would be here tonight, but there's a great show in here tonight. And you know what? You've brought a wonderful attitude and a great spirit of praise and worship. God bless you. It's good to see such wonderful young people that are in love with God and are interested in God's will in their lives. We're glad you're here tonight. Thank you for being here. 
all of the pastors who are here, those that are not able to be here due to other circumstances and responsibilities, if you, your pastor allowed you to be here tonight, we give him honor tonight. And all of the pastors that are present in this place, we give you honor tonight. Thank you for being here, being a part of this meeting. And uh, as we were in our youth rally last year, I've never done this before. We always have a different speaker for our youth rally. But uh, at the end of the youth rally last year, I just felt like we should have Brother Nathan Holmes come back and preach for us again this year. And so I've been so looking forward to it. We were really, really blessed uh, by the ministry uh, of Brother Holmes last year. And so I've been looking forward to him coming back and being with us this year. I'm so glad the Lord made it possible. Thank you for being here, Brother Holmes. We're looking forward to what the Lord is going to speak through you to our hearts tonight. How many is ready to receive the word of the Lord? Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I remember writing a quote down while you were preaching last year. And if you if if you go in my office, I got little yellow sticky notes all over one of my walls. And uh, I got a quote on there by you. <laughs> and uh, the Lord just really uh, blessed our local uh, congregation uh, in the uh, youth rally last year. And I, I want to say before I bring Brother Holmes to this pulpit that I really, really, really appreciate all of the young people of our church. We have some wonderful young people. We have a, a, a large group of uh, preteens, and uh, we don't have a whole lot of teenagers right now. It's like we had a group just grow up, get married, and, and we're having to start all over again. But I'm glad we got something to start with. And I want all of our young people to know we love you and we appreciate you very much. And uh, we're thankful for all that you are to the First Pentecostal Church of Jennings. Amen. Brother Holmes, we love you. We appreciate you. Come obey the Lord. Preach the Word of God to us. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It really is an honor to be here tonight. And I do not count it lightly. And actually, at the beginning of the year, I began to pray about this meeting, uh, that the Lord would speak to us and that He could use my feeble words to minister to the hearts and the lives of each one of you here tonight. I give honor to our good pastor, Brother Townley. We love and appreciate Brother Townley, his wife and their family. And of course, give honor to all the ministry that's here, pastors and youth leaders and preachers of the gospel. We thank God for each one of you tonight. Hallelujah. I want to draw your attention to a very familiar passage of Scripture, Psalm chapter 23. Psalm 23. Hallelujah. In fact, I'm, I would imagine if you grew up in church, you probably could quote it uh, from memory. But we'll read it tonight. And we're going to read verse number 5. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. I said I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Now, I, I left a deluge when I left Little Rock. It was pouring rain. Um, 
it was just uh, flash floods, drove six hours and whatever minutes to come have church with everybody in here tonight. I didn't come for you to look at me. I didn't come for you to decide if I'm a good preacher or a bad preacher. (laughs) That decision's already been made. But I did come to preach the word of of the Lord and to see God do something mighty in this place tonight. Now, if you just came to have a social gathering and and get with everybody and, and talk about uh, your new clothes and, and what happened at school and college and all of that, you're going to be sadly disappointed. But I believe there's some people in this room tonight that you've come ready to receive something from the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Come on. I want us to put our hands together like thunder. Come on. Come on. Put your hands together like thunder. Now I want you to put your mouth with it like a trumpet. Lift your voice to God. Hallelujah! 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 Psalm 23, verse 5. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. I'm going to read it again. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. I just want to preach for a little bit a banquet in the face of your enemy. A banquet in the face of your enemy. Lord Jesus, we love you tonight. We need your anointing, God. I pray that you would allow me to preach your word tonight. Oh, God, fill this feeble clay vessel up with your anointing, God. Anoint this congregation. Every young man, every young lady, God, let them hear your word tonight, God. Lord, charge our faith. Increase our faith. Lord, I pray tonight you would let every one of these young people leave full of the Holy Ghost with a determination to live for you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Hallelujah. Now, if you're going to help me, I want you to give God praise. Come on, if you're going to help me, give Him praise. Hallelujah. 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 You may be seated. God's desire for His people is to feast, not live in famine. To be victorious, not to live in defeat. It is not the will of God for you to starve to death as a prisoner of war. My late grandfather, Bishop A.O. Holmes, used to quote this verse very often Deuteronomy 28 and 13, And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail, and thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. I've come to tell a young man, a young lady here tonight, Go! 
God's intention for you is to be the head and not the tail. I'm I'm just sorry. I reject the idea that we're the people on the backside of the tracks. I believe it's God's will for His people to be at the front, to be at the top. Hallelujah. We're not the weirdos in this world. Well, we're sure not confused about which restroom to use. I said we're not the weirdos in this place. I want you to know every young person that's apostolic, that's filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, God wants you to be at the top. He wants you to be blessed. He wants you to feast. He wants you to go and do exploits. Oh, you ought to give God praise if you believe that. Oh, I understand. I understand the devil wants to back you in a corner. He wants to duck tape your mouth. He wants to put you down and intimidate you in your school and in your college and even sometimes in the church. But it's not God's will for you to be intimidated. It's not God's will for you to feel backward. It's God's will for you to go forth in victory. Hallelujah. I want to say it again. It's the will of God for you to feast, not to starve to death. It's the will of God for you to be victorious. Oh, hallelujah. Not to live in defeat. Sure, we have enemies. The psalmist knew a thing or two about enemies. His own brothers scoffed and mocked him and tried to dissuade him from going up against Goliath. When King King Saul saw this young Judean shepherd, he immediately tried to compensate for his lacking by offering him his own armor. David wasn't even sure who his enemy was when he stood there in the valley. He wasn't sure if it was the Israelites or if it was the Philistines. And when David had a victory in the valley of Elah, Hallelujah. It signed him up for being Israel's most celebrated, wanted man. Understand the narcissistic king of Israel, swallowed up by jealousy, chased after David like a hunter chases down an animal. He was the most wanted man in all of Israel. He said, I'm like a dead dog. I'm like a flea. In fact, I am like I am nobody and nothing. Why are you chasing me? You understand tonight that David understood what it meant to have an enemy. The list of the psalmist's enemies is quite extensive. King Saul, the Philistines, the Moabites, the Edomites, the Jebusites, and about every other ite you can think of. His own sons became his enemies. Absalom, Adonijah, Ammon, all of these were his enemies. The list could go on and on. The Apostle Paul had enemies too. He had Alexander the coppersmith. The Sanhedrin was after him. The rulers of the various synagogues tried to capture the Apostle Paul. Even the Roman magistrates and rulers were enemies of the Apostle Paul. He escaped some incidents 
once by getting in a basket and being let down from the city walls. Other times, Paul endured beatings and spent nights in prison. He even reminded one cruel enemy that he was in fact a Roman citizen. The point I'm trying to make tonight is he had enemies. And whether or not you like it, you have enemies too. Maybe it's the bully at school. Maybe it's the professor that is standing behind the lectern. Maybe it's a, it's an enemy that's inside your brain that's, that's messing with your thinking. But I want you to know that one of our main enemies tonight is the devil. The enemy of your soul. Peter said in 1 Peter 5 and 8, be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeing whom he may devour. See, I said every one of us has an enemy whether we want to or not. And whether we realize it or not, if you've been filled with the Spirit of God... Hallelujah. You've been baptized in the name of Jesus. You have an enemy. You have an enemy. His name is Satan. He's the devil. He's the father of all lies. He is out to get you. He is roaring. He is walking. He is looking in order to devour you. That's just the cold hard facts. You have an enemy. He doesn't want to see you sit on an apostolic pew and be saved. He doesn't want to see you keep your virginity. He doesn't want to see you, young lady, keep your hair long and godly. He loves it when the apostolic church begins to let up and change some things and and don't require the same things that they used to require. Why? Because he is our enemy. You don't ever need to forget that the devil is out to get you. You can't play games with him. You can't negotiate with him. You can't reason with the devil. He's your enemy. But I want to tell every child of God in this place tonight, you don't need to lose sleep. You don't need to be fearful. You don't need to be scared to death. You don't need to be intimidated by the devil and all of his weapons. Because I want you to know, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise in against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. I wish I had somebody to help me tonight. I said no weapon. No weapon. There isn't one attack that the enemy can throw at you that will defeat you. If you've got the Holy Ghost, you've got power over every enemy. Somebody needs to shout. Come on. Come on. Lift your voice up. Come on. Shout. Shout. I've come all the way here to preach to you and to tell you that your enemy shall not triumph over you. Hallelujah. The enemy will not triumph. The enemy will not prevail. 
Psalm 41, verse 11. By this I know that thou favorest me, because mine enemy doth not triumph over me. I know, God, you favor me. Because even though my enemy looks ominous, even though my enemy is salivating, even though my enemy is on my tracks and he's roaring and he's trying to make me fearful, I understand that because I have divine favor, you're not going to let my enemy triumph over me. Oh, young man, I've come to preach to you tonight. Young lady, I've come to preach to you tonight and tell you, no weapon that's formed against thee shall prosper. When you've got power inside of you, when you've got the Holy Ghost inside of you, greater is He that's in me than He that's in the world. Greater. Somebody needs to shout it. Come on, somebody needs to lift their voice and say it. Greater. Come on, say it like you believe it. Greater is He that's in me and that's in you than He that's in the world. Second Corinthians 2 and 14. Now thanks be unto God, which always causeth us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savor of His knowledge by us in every place. Thanks be unto God. Always call. Oh, I may get knocked down. I may make a mistake. But at the end of the day, I'm going to get back up and I'm going to fight another round. And I am going to be victorious over the enemy. I'm going to tell you, there's not one person in this room that's above making a failure and making a mistake and sinning. We're all sinners. But I want to tell you the difference is when you say, you know what, I may have messed up, but I'm going to find my way to an altar. I'm going to repent and I'm going to turn from my sin and I'm going to get back up. I'm going to dust the dirt off my britches and I'm going to rise again because I understand that no enemy will triumph over me. the will of God for you to be victorious. I tell you, I must reiterate what I said earlier. It's not the will of God for you to live in famine and defeat. You see, people that are defeated live in famine. When you study human history, you understand it was the people who lived inside walled cities that were cut off that died of starvation. It's not the will of God for apostolics to be anemic. It's not the will of God for apostolics to be anorexic. It's not the will of God for you to starve to death on a Pentecostal pew. It's the will of God for you to feast every time you come to church. I just got a question for you. Have you pulled your chair up to the table? Have you picked up the fork? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Feasting is found throughout the Scriptures. It was Yahweh that instituted feasting. The Israelites were to take time, three different times of the year for feasting. 
was a feast of unleavened bread and the Passover commemorating the exodus of Israel from the land of Egypt. The Feast of Weeks was a time of commemoration over the wheat harvest. It was a period from Passover to Pentecost. And finally, the third feast time was the Feast of Booths or Tabernacles, commemorating God's provision while Israel was in the wilderness. God instituted feasting. I'm going to say it again. God instituted feasting. And he commanded, he was serious about it. He gave detailed instructions for how they should operate and, and conduct these feasts. He wanted his people to know what it was like to have plenty to eat because he was God Almighty. Think about it. Joseph became great in the eyes of Pharaoh and second in command because of his God-given dream to prepare a feast during seven years of famine. He, 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 he became number two in charge because he figured out a way. He, 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 he devised a way so that the Egyptians would be able to feast even during the famine. And he was made a great man. You cannot separate Jesus from feasting. The launching of Jesus' ministry was at a marriage feast in Cana. It was there he turned water into wine. The Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, the Scripture says, for his feasting with sinners and publicans. They had a problem with Jesus and his disciples having a good time eating and enjoying their fellowship. In the fifth chapter of the book of Luke, the same grumbling group of Pharisees and scribes scolded Jesus and his disciples, even bringing up that John's disciples fasted. And they scolded Jesus for feasting rather than fasting, and even went so far as to call Jesus a glutton. I'm here to tell every young man, every young lady, it's the will of God for you to feast. It was on Pentecost, the culmination of a feasting festival, that the Holy Ghost was poured out in the Jerusalem upper room. Feasting is characteristic of the early church in Acts 2 and 46. It's just a few verses away from where we learn how to be saved. The Bible says, And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Throughout the New Testament, we read where the saints feasted together. And if you're anorexic or you don't have much of an appetite, you're not going to enjoy heaven too much because my Bible tells me in Revelation 19, and he saith unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of 
the Lamb. In fact, Jesus, He wants to feast with you. Revelation 3 and 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. Hallelujah. You're talking about an event planner. Our God is the greatest event planner ever. I love what Isaiah said. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food. A feast of well-aged wines, of rich food filled with marrow, of a well-aged wine strained clear on this mountain. God's going to throw a lavish banquet, one translation says. And finally, we come to our text. Psalm chapter 23, verse Five, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. I want to share this verse in a few other uh, translations here tonight. You prepare a feast before me in plain sight of my enemies. You refresh my head with oil. My cup is completely full. Thou arrangest before me a table over against my adversaries. Thou hast anointed me with oil. My cup is full. You prepare a banquet for me while my enemies watch. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. I like this one. You serve me a six-course dinner right in front of my enemies. You revive my drooping head and my cup brims with blessings. I want you to know tonight, young person, right in the face of your adversary, right in the face of the devil, right in the face of the naysayers, God wants to spread a banquet table for you. Right in front of their face. God wants to show you His power and His protection and His provision. I think it was the Wild West where the cowboy, he sat with his back against the wall. My grandpa did that. But let me tell you something. When God's preparing a banquet for you, it doesn't matter where you're sitting. You may be in the middle of a bunch of God-haters, but when God gets ready to spread a banquet for you, friend, you can eat in ease. Because when God does it, He takes care of the security too. I'm going to tell you, God will prepare a banquet. You may not understand it, You may not realize, how is this working? Here I am. My enemy is all around me. I've got trouble and I've got issues going on in my life and and all of these things. But here I am in church and the Holy Ghost begins to fall on me. And I, I feel myself 
filling up with the anointing. And God lets a preacher come and preach behind the, the pulpit. And he begins to preach the word of God. And you feel yourself ingesting the word. And before you know it, you may have come in with a downtrodden attitude. Your head may have been tucked. But I want you to know where by the time you leave, your head's up, your hands are up, and your feet can't stay on the ground. Because God knows how to prepare a banquet right in the face of your enemy. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody give me that chair right there, please. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, somebody needs to shout glory. Come on, shout glory. Hallelujah. I need a young man. Sit right here for me. I'm talking about when God prepares a banquet for you. Can I get two guys to give me that, that table right over there? Come on, give me that table. Hallelujah. When God prepares a banquet, your enemy may be right around you. They may be looking over you. They may be wondering what's going on. What's going on? We can't wait to get to him. We can't wait to indoctrinate him. We can't wait to tell him that this thing's not real and it doesn't work and, and his pastor's old fogey and he doesn't know what he's talking about. But I want to tell you, right in the face of the enemy, God will set up a banquet for you. Now, I'm not God, but let's just pretend for a moment. I need some guys to come up here. You're going to be the devil and the enemy. Come on. Two or three of you, get up here. Hallelujah. Right in the face of the enemy, God takes out the cloth, tablecloth. He makes it. He spreads the table. He doesn't let the angel do it. He doesn't let a servant do it for you. The Bible says God prepares the banquet table. He, he pulls out the white napkin. He puts it in your neck. He brings out the fine china and the goblet. He's the one that brings the silverware. It's God preparing a banquet right in the face of your enemy. Now, this is still pretty hot. This is a steak. This steak is from that awesome place right across from our hotel. I'm telling you, right in the face of your trouble, with everybody looking on, saying, I can't wait. I can't wait to destroy him with the lies of evolution. I can't wait. I can't wait to get a hold of him. I've got a young girl that's promiscuous, and I can't wait to tempt him. Right in the face of your enemy, God just goes ahead and throws a full-scale banquet for you. Come on, pick up your fork. It's okay. Go ahead, slice into that steak. Take a little bit of that steak. And God doesn't just give you a little bit to drink. He doesn't just pour your cup half empty or half full. But the Bible says that he pours your cup, it's full, and it's running over. I want to know tonight how many in this place are ready for God to put a banquet on right in front of your enemy.
Let me, let me, let me read a scripture to you tonight. Psalm 78 verse number 19. This is what it says. God, can God spread a table in the wilderness? Can God spread a table in the wilderness? I'll just say that's the dumbest question I've ever heard. I know they say there's no dumb questions, but that one's dumb. Can God spread a table in the wilderness? Can God make the sun rise in the east? Can God keep your feet on this planet Earth with gravity? Can God put air in your lungs and make them breathe? I'm here to tell you tonight, God can do anything. He's able to prepare a banquet right in the face of your wilderness, right in the face of your enemy. Come on, you ain't eating enough. Come on, it's yours. Come on, right in the face of your enemy. Young lady, young man, you're dealing with temptation. You're dealing with peer pressure. You're dealing with the devil talking in your ear. I'm here to tell you tonight, tonight is your night to let God put a banquet spread right in front of you. Tonight is your night for you to leave out of this room saying, Whoo, I'm pretty full. I don't know if I can even walk it to the car or not. I'm so full. Tonight's a night for you to leave this place full and running over. Come on. Come to the music. I want every young man, every young woman, women on this side, men on this side. I want you to come to this front as quick as you can. Come on. Won't you take a bite of that? Come on. Come on. I'm here to tell you tonight, it's the will of God for you to have a banquet tonight. It's the will of God for you not to to starve to death. It's the will of God for you not to be in a famine. It's the will of God for you to be full and running over. Come on. He's able. He's able. He's able. He's able. Come on now. What I'm asking you to do is lift your hands up. Don't worry about me anymore. Now's your opportunity. Now's your chance. Come on, get your hands up. Get your eyes closed. Get your mouth open. Let God fill it with the Holy Ghost. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. You're about to starve to death. Some of you look like you haven't eaten in days. Some of you look anemic. A few of you look anorexic. Tonight's the night. Get your belly full. Come on. Get your belly full. Get full. Get full. Come on. You've not just come to another youth service. You've not just come to another youth rally. You've come to a banquet. God wants to spread a banquet in front of you. It's time for you to leave speaking in tongues. It's time for you to be shouting. It's time for you to have the victory.
is finished yet. I want everybody in this place, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to talk to Jesus. Come on, right now. I want everybody in this room, close your eyes and you focus in on Jesus. Let God fill you full of the Holy Ghost. Come on, it's not the will of God for you to leave this place lukewarm. It's not the will of God for you to leave this place hungry. It's the will of God for you to be full of the Holy Ghost. Come on, right now, as they begin to sing, I want you to press in a little more. Come on, close your eyes. Talk to Jesus. Come on.
everybody and worship the Lord right now together. 